Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. There's a lot of buzz around investments being made in Calgary, and our next guest is heading up a fund to ensure that that continues. Mark Blackwell is the board chair of the Opportunity Calgary Investment Fund, which was created as a catalyst to attract investment to Calgary. Welcome, Mark. Morning, guys. Good morning, David. Good morning, Tara. Good morning, Mark. Uh, Mark, you know, when we started uh, our show, uh, one of our first guests was uh, Brad from Calgary Economic Development. And what we asked him is to explain a little bit about Calgary Economic Development, because a lot of Calgarians don't know much about Calgary Economic Development. And it seems to us from asking people that same goes for Opportunity Calgary Investment Fund, in short, OSIF. So can you kind of tell the audience and us a little bit about the purpose, uh, who are the stakeholders, and um, where's the money coming from? Yeah, great. Well, thanks for having me this morning. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's best maybe start at the beginning. Um, so in, in 2018, um, Calgary Economic Development in partnership with the City of Calgary undertook uh, kind of a comprehensive benchmarking study to look at other jurisdictions across North America that had very similar economic development um, metrics, uh, challenges, opportunities to determine, you know, a, a mechanism through a vehicle like a fund to really look at how to invest in kind of foundational components that would help the Calgary ecosystem. Um, and so we looked at a number of different models across North America to determine, you know, what the appropriate size of a fund would look like, um, where those investments were required based on a gap analysis and working with stakeholders in the community. And so in 2018, uh, in partnership with the city of Calgary, who's the sole shareholder in the opportunity Calgary investment fund, um, we struck a hundred million dollar investment vehicle with this idea to continue to spur on investments, um, economic development and growth and jobs, investments in um, attracting anchor tenants and stars into the city of Calgary, investing in, you know, long-term economic development in, in skills training and development. And so, you know, fast forward uh, three years, uh, we've now made a total of 20 investments, deployed $59 million. And uh, of that $59 million, 11 of it has been dispersed. And so, as we think about the core components of, of attraction, retaining, and, and training, those are the pillars and foundations that we built OSIF on. And it really is one tool in the toolbox for, as the city uh, to look at attracting and retaining our best and brightest here in Calgary. So who decides where those investment dollars go? So we have an independent third-party board um, that's constituted of um, business leaders in both post-secondary industry. Um, and so we have a, a third party board that has representation from the mayor, as well as one counselor, uh, Sonia Sharp, who make those investment decisions. And we work uh, hand in hand with Calgary Economic Development and Brad's team uh, with a core group of staff uh, that help us operationalize the components. And so taking the you know needs assessment of what the community is articulating to us, whether it's you know, skilled trade and labor, whether it's attracting the best and brightest incubators and accelerators to provide infrastructure and support. We work with our staff uh, at Calgary Home Development and then have an independent board that makes those decisions. You mentioned that uh, 59 million were already committed and only 11 were deployed? Yes. A very important component to, to the fund is really looking at milestone-based, performance-based 
uh, funding. And so um, of all the announcements that we've made, we have a very kind of rigorous both uh, intake, due diligence process, and then milestone-based funding. And this is a very important component to OSEP. And so really, we are setting up milestones to ensure that we have accountability back to our shareholder and, quite frankly, all citizens of Calgary to ensure that the metrics, the milestones, the objectives that we've established are really paid for performance. And so this ensures that we have both alignment um, and also a policy for us to make sure we're monitoring performance and paying for performance. And so whether that's, you know, jobs created, individuals trained, office space absorption, you know, these are things that we hold each of the applicants accountable for. And so as milestones are achieved, then we uh, disperse um, dollars as part of that. That's a very kind of important component to compliance and monitoring. Got it. So it's kind of phased in. You you will give them a certain amount of a dollar amount, but then it, it comes in chunks as they hit their milestones. That's correct. And, and as well, another important component is just leverage dollars. And so um, in many cases, in all cases, actually, we require that the organization has additional funders that are coming to the table. And so, you know, as I'd say most notably seen over the past in 2021, we partnered with the provincial and the federal government to run a comprehensive RFP process to attract the world-class incubators and accelerators. And so we were able to leverage, you know, our dollars four or five to one and then investments from the organization. So the total leverage dollars that we've seen from the 59 million to date is close to 15 to one. And so, you know, from an ROI perspective, one, we're ensuring that we're not the only dollars at the table and we're getting great leverage on the continued investment that's coming as part of our catalyst investment at the beginning. Our guest this morning is Mark Blackwell, board chair of Opportunity Calgary Investment Fund. Uh, Mark, so uh, if someone doesn't hit a milestone, does it have to do with like um, a certain amount of time that you can decide to, you know, pull back that uh, decision to sponsor someone? That's a great question. You know, and I think it's actually best emulated through, you know, a number of case studies we had going through the pandemic. We, we recognize we're partners, um, working with all of the 20 organizations that we have funding agreements with, that the pandemic brought interesting new challenges for each one of those organizations, thinking about, you know, remote work, hybrid work environments, how they deployed programming, how they thought about downtown office space absorption. And so, you know, we really, um, in 2020 and for the early part of 2021, uh, really worked hard at portfolio management and working with all of the applications that were undergoing immense changes business models, how they executed the work from home environment. And so we uh, really kind of came to the table as partners to be adaptable and moldable to work with those and amending milestones where required, um, understanding kind of the current new world order. Uh, and so, you know, if milestones aren't hit, we come to the table and work as partners to try and find a mutually beneficial solution for them to kind of continue down the path with the, the overall objectives. So why decide to go with investment rather than a loan? So I think there's, so we've, we've taken a couple different playbooks looking at, um, you know, loans, equity, how, the ways by which we can think about return on investment for our shareholder. And so there's a lot of different funding mechanisms from early stage investors all the way through to provincial and federal grants. As I think we looked at the landscape you know, we're very rigorous with regards to um, our return on investment that we provide back to the city, you know, measuring everything from, you know, downtown office space absorption and the tax base, employment income that comes from it. And so we wanted to make sure that there were as little barriers to entry for us to make sure that we were being a catalyst to get dollars out the door. The one thing I will say, though, when um, I joined on as chair 18 months ago, 
one of the biggest things we recognized at the top of our funnel, we had over 450 applications. Some of these were very early stage two or three person companies that didn't necessarily fit the OSIP model. But what we recognized is there was a, a very clear gap in the ecosystem around early stage funding. I know you've had James Lockery and some others on the show before. And mm-hmm. so we, we went back to the city to say, look, we have a clear gap and we got the city to approve a $10 million allocation for us to invest in two Calgary-based venture funds. And the purpose of that was really one to leverage third-party expertise, like individuals like James and others that do this professionally, but also to fill a very critical gap that we saw in the market around you know, very early stage capital. And so we made an announcement of a $6 million investment, um, most recently in Q4, in the Accelerate Fund uh, to invest in you know, those types of businesses, those 230 plus applications that came to OSIP that didn't fit the model. And so our $6 million was leveraged up to, you know, 25 and that organization now will be investing in the companies in the Calgary ecosystem to achieve that. So that's a bit of a deviation from the traditional kind of grant model that we made. And how fast are you expecting the rest of the 41 million to be allocated? You know, as we look at 2022 and the opportunity set available to us, um, we have three very key pillars. Um, One is kind of around anchors and stars, which is our strategy execution for 2022. The other is incubators and accelerators. And then the last piece is kind of unlocking talent. And so I think we've made really strong foundational investments in talent in the state DX hub, the life science innovation hub. We made some great announcements last year in incubators and accelerators and attracting plug and play, which is the premier accelerator around the world operating now in 20 plus countries. Now, I think, you know, as we think about core pillars and strategy for 2022 and onward, it's really around anchors and stars. And what I mean by that is, you know, trying to figure out a mechanism, again, not doing it on our own, partnering with Invest Alberta, the provincial government and the feds around how do we attract um, anchor tenants to, to come into the Calgary ecosystem. You know, I, I can tell you respectively from my day job, as a venture capitalist, that it is table stakes. Economic development agencies across Canada and North America are competing to attract the best and brightest companies and retain them. And then we also have an obligation to ensure that we're keeping our best and brightest companies, Um, the Atabotics, the Benevities, the Soliums of the world that are thinking about expansion. We need to have mechanisms in place to make sure that we're retaining those companies in Calgary. And so, you know, the remaining, you know, $40 million or $35 million will really be looked at how we fill some of those pieces out, what's the right mechanism to do it. And so we just undertook a comprehensive study, benchmarking study of 24 different economic development agencies across North America to understand how others are adapting in a post-COVID environment to have remote-based work incentives, um, all, the, all the tools in the playbook that we need as a city to be able to compete um, because it really truly is a game in this country now of table stakes as we look at how other jurisdictions are adapting. Mark Blackwell, board chair of the Opportunity Calgary Investment Fund, is with us this morning. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is sponsored in part by Canadian Western Bank. Obsessed with your success. It's time to partner with a bank that sees the world the same way you do. Visit cwbank.com. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. 
Our guest this morning is Mark Blackwell, board chair of the Opportunity Calgary Investment Fund, known also as OSIF. Uh, Mark, uh, before the uh, commercial, we, this, we asked you how fast can you spend the $41 million that is still left in the, co- in the coffers. And what happens with OSIF following the $100 million? Are you going to ask for more funding? Are we you know, closing the doors and throwing the key? What's the future of OSIF? Yeah, that's a great question and then very timely. Um, so in Q4, we kind of took a step back to look at all the pieces on the chessboard that we had assembled. And to my earlier point before the break around the three core pillars, um, anchors and stars, scaffolding through incubators and accelerators, and then solving a critical gap in, in talent. Um, as we look at 2022 and beyond, or even beyond the $100 million, I think we're always making sure that we have um, a pulse check uh into the ecosystem with boots on the ground to understand where we continue to see deficiencies in the market. And we'll always continue to evolve. And we've got a great dialogue with, with the mayor, um, understanding, you know, what a repurposed version of OSIS could look like or what the new challenge and opportunity will look like post-2022. And so I think it's, it's something that we are starting the evolution and process on, um, always kind of going back to the constituents and leaders in the community to say, you know, where, where are the gaps? You know, we've filled critical gaps in talent with investments in the state DX hub, the life science innovation hub. We filled critical gaps in the early stage of the continuum through incubators and accelerators. We've made some big investments in organizations like Adabotic. And in 2022, our strategy on anchors and stars will be kind of executed to have more and more of those. And so I think going beyond that, I think we will look forward to having a continued dialogue with the new council, um, with constituents in the city to, to determine whether, um, you know, an OSIF 2.0, a new fresh set of funds is required and, and what those gaps are. I think we've, what we've been able to prove is we've built the infrastructure and piping to, you know, continue to look at due diligence and assessment and portfolio management that we're looking forward to engage with the city to figure out what that looks like going forward if we see continued gaps in the ecosystem. So, Mark, just taking us back to the beginning again of, of OSIF, why was it necessary to set up an investment fund through the city of Calgary when there are so many private venture capital organizations out there to help? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think that there's you know, different funding for different stages of company and also different risk. Um, you know, I think the as we look at benchmarks across North America, where the city could be a catalyst is even prior to some of these pieces around, you know, where early stage capital kicks in. And I kind of really call it, you know, scaffolding and infrastructure. You know, we need the scaffolding to make sure that we have the right support, the right networks, the right programming and access to even have and start building, you know, the right types of companies for early stage uh, venture capital to come in and place that. And so I think, you know, we just look at, we got to build the foundation. Um, We have to invest in talent. You know, you look at, Calgary Economic Development's website, there's a, over a thousand open job recs in the technology sector in Calgary. How do we continue to fill that? Well, some of it is private and public sector and how we think about programming. And like I said before, investment in state is critical to make sure that we have the piping uh, to even have the companies at the end of the stage for you know early stage venture to come and fill in. And so I think, you know, why we set this up is we needed to make sure we had a strong foundation where potentially private sector wouldn't come in. And so we've catalyzed that and we brought private sector alongside us as part of this process, but it really was, you know, making sure we had the foundation built and the scaffolding to even have companies for, for those venture capitalists and others to, to look at down the road. 
Mark, uh, since the city is the sole owner of the fund, and we know that Calgary and Alberta were was uh, they were a one horse kind of econ- economy with oil and gas, and we all talk about the need to diversify. Are there any specific industries that OSIF is focused on, or is it open for all? We look at it both horizontal and vertical. Horizontal mean, you know, we're filling the right programming, the mentorship, the capital, agnostic sector. But we recognize as well that there's core expertise in some of the core sectors that we're looking to diversify in. And so I can give, you know, a great example. In, in December, we made an announcement with CDL Rockies. And CDL's got three core streams in agriculture, energy transition, prime, and in the prime sector, a very strong focus around health tech. And so I think that there are core expertise required in each of those areas to help scale and grow small and medium businesses in the city. And so, you know, for example, we took a very big, we made an investment last year um, in the agriculture space, bringing in a preeminent accelerator called SVG Thrive um, out of Silicon Valley, who's built programming across the world, bringing the largest corporate partners in agriculture, food, and materials, and they've now set up their cane headquarters here in Calgary. We recognize that, you know, partnership with Thrive and Olds College to build, you know, the frameworks, the processes, the networks, the know-how in agriculture is one of those core, core verticals, energy transition, um, and health. And I think that we've looked at filling those gaps through OSIF to make sure that we have all the right programming. And I'd say we're seeing from the same hymn sheet now with the province, you know, we've done a lot of work with Alberta Innovates and Doug Schweitzer um, through this comprehensive RFP process to make sure that the accelerators that we were bringing in had expertise in healthcare, energy transition, and agriculture as the kind of the three core pillars of, of where we've made investment. We're with Mark Blackwell this morning, uh, board chair of the Opportunity Calgary Investment Fund. So Mark, if I'm a business owner, no matter what stage I'm at, say I'm at the very beginning of the stage or I'm uh, proven and need some more investment, how do we get funding from you or at least send in an application? Yeah, so we actually just launched our, our own um, website uh, in Q4. And so you can go to Opportunity Calgary Investment Fund. And there's uh, an intake process. And really what we've tried to do um, to provide more transparency in the process is we set up a a really kind of short, quick survey to determine whether you're a fit or not for OSIF. And so really to qualify some of the pieces around, you know, the job creation components, office space absorption, all the things that we measure as part of the overall application. And so I'd urge everyone to go to the website. Um, We have an, an unbelievably amazing, talented team at, at the Opportunity Calgary Investment Fund that interfaces with, with all the applicants that come through. And so, um, and we've got an airtight process to make sure that we're being transparent. Um, and so I would urge people to go look at the portfolio to understand where we've made investments in the past, look at the three core pillars to see if there's a fit. Um, and then I think for those early stage companies that are thinking about applying to OSIP, you know, I'd really urge them to look at, you know, our investment most recently in um, the Accelerate Fund. This is an extension of our brand working with partnering with the provincial government to make this $6 million investment. And they are, you know, a a qualified third-party manager that's got 20 years of experience in investing in early stage companies. And so that would be one, if you're a small and medium business or a startup in town, I would definitely urge you to go to the Accelerate Fund uh, website uh, and reach out to the team there. Mark, we have about 90 seconds before we have to conclude. And, um, I want to kind of discuss with you or maybe listen to to uh, what you can 
share with the local business owners because from research we did, a lot of the business owners and, and people of Calgary think that everything that CED and OSIF are doing is for outside, I would say, businesses trying to bring them to Calgary. And I think there is a lack of understanding that you guys also support local businesses. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's a great question. I think of, of the uh, 20 applications we've made to date, less than three of those have been outside of Calgary. And, and again, going back to the requirements of OSIF, if those organizations are coming from outside, take plug and play is a great example. Headquartered in Silicon Valley, 20 locations operating around the world. They are now setting up their Canadian headquarters in Calgary. And so the significance of bringing in a, an external brand is getting us from zero to one extremely quicker. So we have, we are engaging with all local based organizations and want to support our best and brightest in our own backyard. But what we're also requiring as these organizations like plug and play come into the ecosystem is that they partner with organizations like Platform Calgary. They work with local based partners to execute their programming. And our hope and goal that is in three to five years as those external organizations come in, that we download the knowledge, the know-how, the programming, access to the global networks that they provide and build capacity in our local ecosystem to do that. And so the partner model is something that, that we ensure as we bring outside organizations in is mission critical. And so that's a big part of it. But quite frankly, we don't have the time. Um, I think that we are in a race. And so bringing in global networks and access uh, is just one part of the equation. But for sure, to your point, we are here and we've backed local-based organizations um, to make sure that they thrive and grow in the city. Great info this morning. Thank you so much. Mark Blackwell, board chair of the Opportunity Calgary Investment Fund. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is sponsored in part by Canadian Western Bank. Obsessed with your success. It's time to partner with a bank that sees the world the same way you do. Visit cwbank.com.